There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Megan Gilbert, and welcome to the Fresh Exchange Podcast. Welcome, my friends. I'm sure many of you are feeling like you're getting into the holiday season. We are about to have Thanksgiving, and there is some... I I guess I just like wanted to sit and talk about Thanksgiving for a minute in general, but mainly because I think this, like one of the ways I got into local eating and seasonal eating was thinking about this meal. When I was doing, you know, some deep diving on history and understanding the Thanksgiving meal, both from a colonial perspective, but also from like, what can we learn from this? How can we carry this thing that is very much a tradition in our country for varying reasons, how can we make it a positive and beautiful experience to celebrate something and see it more as like a harvest meal? And because it kind of is like, typically we end our season and this is when we get to kind of celebrate all those flavors and foods that are at the end of everything. It's a way to come together as a community, as a group of people And, you know, during the pandemic right now, we're still like navigating how that looks in whatever way is right for you and your family and the people you love. But we can find so many ways to utilize this time and Christmas as well as a way of practicing these things. And so this local eating, this seasonal eating concept. And so I wanted to talk about that today and how we can kind of utilize this as an opportunity to both like connect more with one another to kind of rewrite some of the things that we've known about this this uh this holiday and how we even eat you know in a way that is more holistic that's more grounded that serves us better 
And we don't walk away. We walk away feeling filled in all sorts of ways, filled with gratitude for our communities, gratitude for our farmers, gratitude for the land, gratitude for uh, the ancestral people that have come before us. There's so many things that can be celebrated within the food that we eat that can be really grounding and connective. And that usually begins with this idea of seasonal eating, local eating, because all the food that we're consuming is not far off of that meal, you know, 100, 150 years ago. I don't exactly know when it was, but I thought I would just use this time to kind of give us some tips and tricks and things that we can utilize both if you have time to implement them. I know this is coming out on Wednesday before Thanksgiving, but my hope is, is that you can listen to this, look at the meal that you're enjoying and think about these tips and then apply them to maybe another meal that is coming up between now and New Year's. Because any of these holidays, we can celebrate utilizing these tips and utilizing our community around us. So let's just jump in. So first of all, when we're thinking about these things, I want us first to take this mentality of it's not about like doing it all at once. You don't have to, you know, just completely throw everything out the window and start fresh. That's not the, that's not the goal at all. Instead, I want us to think about utilizing this idea that we use also with native plants. We use it with a lot of other things is using the 70, 30 rule, or you could use 80, 20 or 60, 40, whatever you feel like is accessible and approachable for you. I think take that mentality first of all, and maybe this year it's 30, 80, you know, maybe it's heavier on the non-local focus, but you add in some things that are local, maybe sage from your garden, spinach from the local farm, growing it in the greenhouse. The, you know, there's all these ways that you can take and just little tiny pieces of what you normally know and shift them from one source to another source very subtly and still make a big impact. So I want to eliminate that idea that you have to just like, it's all or nothing because it's not at all how it is. And it's not that way even in our own home. We do not 100% source everything locally. There's many reasons for that. But we definitely use that rule of probably, I would say Thanksgiving and Christmas is like very 70-30, depending on the year and what's local and what people want and things like that. So I would definitely just, I want to just begin there because so many people think that with any of these things, we have to be all or nothing. And we don't, we don't at all. It can be somewhere in the middle. And in fact, that's usually where it begins. And over time it will shift. So first of all, take that mentality as you approach this idea. Okay. Secondly, you can start looking at everything and we can shift, do this shift from packaged to fresh. So you can start looking at what you even did for this year. Maybe you're making cranberry sauce and in the past you've bought it packaged or, you know, maybe it came in a can or whatever it may be. Making cranberry sauce is incredibly easy and it tastes so good when it's fresh. When we source some local ish, they're from Wisconsin across the water, but organic local ish cranberries and then boiling them down with some, you know, apple juice or orange juice. And depending on what we have 
around. And once again, we're not approaching it in this way where it's all or nothing. Like if we get orange juice, you know, we get it from a good farm. It's still within the United States and, you know, things like that. You can really rethink some of these things in very subtly ways. So sometimes even just choosing one thing, maybe instead of getting canned pumpkin, you roast a pumpkin and puree it. I promise you it'll taste better. You can use the same recipe. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of some other ones that may be really traditional. You know, a lot of people make stuffing, you know, and your stuffing can be still locally made bread and some locally sourced cranberries and that are dried and, or for us, it's usually cherries that we can pop in there and supplement that same idea. Um, your turkey, this is a great one. So your turkey is really easy to get locally. Typically there's always typically a farm that is raising turkeys and and or you can usually find a hunter that is willing to get one for you if you're having a turkey. If you're not, locally source mushrooms or things like that that can be really easy to supplement for protein if you're vegan. You know, these things can be simple and approachable and you can rethink that package mentality, which that leads me to make it a part of the tradition. So with your turkey or with any of the vegetables you're going to get for your meal, make it a tradition to get them from the farmer. So similar to like how you would go to a Christmas tree farm, you can do the same thing with your food. So you can go to a farm and make it a whole experience. You know, go and get that fresh local turkey right from the farmer who, you know, butchered it, you know, maybe five days ago. And they've processed it all for you. You can even get some extra things to make amazing broth this winter. Everything, you know, these things are really doable and create experiences and deeper traditions around a holiday than we may anticipate. And over time, it becomes this thing that you look back year after year, and it's a routine that now has become a tradition. And it's so beautiful and so powerful. We don't do this with our turkey, but there's other things we do this with. We get a lot of our vegetables locally. We get a lot of our, um, like all our breads and baked goods. Like I go to the same places to get them and it's an experience and, you know, it's feels special. And I always do it right before because I want to get the freshest things possible. The other thing is that you can, if you're feeling overwhelmed by some of these ideas, you can also order things from local restaurants that are locally sourcing the ingredients as well. So this takes the whole a lot of the work out of everything and it can feel like an easy way to conquer this idea. Plus you're supporting a local restaurant that probably through the pandemic hasn't done incredibly well and, or maybe they have, but either way it's takes that work away. If you're really busy, but you still want to do this, all you have to do is just find that local restaurant. Even if it's a little far away for you, like you can find it drive to it, pick it up. Usually they're prepped so you can just warm it up the next day or in two days or even pop it in the freezer and then thaw it and put it in. We did that last year because we just celebrated with our family, like our nuclear nuclear family. And it was so awesome. And all we did was just cook our turkey and everything else came from a local restaurant and a local farm. So it was the probably the most 
close to 100% local as we've ever gotten because of that. So it's really a great way to approach it. The other thing is, is that one way to do this is, and this takes a lot of forethought. And so this is not exactly a tip you can apply right now, but what you can do is look at this tip in a unique way. And I'll explain. So you can save early from the garden and what is in season when it's in season and save it with the intention of using it for a holiday. So let me explain. So what you can do is you can look at the things that you see on the table this Thanksgiving, or when you're getting closer to Christmas and you're talking about the Christmas menu, look at the things that you may have grown in your garden. Maybe it's just the sage. Maybe it is the parsley. Maybe it is uh, the potatoes. Whatever it may be, you can choose to save those things. You don't have to eat them in the moment. You can save them and put them away, whether you freeze it, whether you dry it, whether whatever it may be. Put it away and save it for this very moment. Do you know how special that feels to be able to open something up that you have saved intentionally, growing from seed potentially, and then you're eating with friends and family around a table and it came from your garden, it is so special and so easy to make possible with just some forethought. So instead of like feeling overwhelmed by that idea right now, just think and be aware. Like when you're looking at the table, think, okay, those ingredients, you know, we could grow that, we could grow that and then save it for next year. And just, you can utilize this time as the perfect moment to become aware and make note. That's my task for you with this one. The next one is the hard one. I feel like this is the place people get stuck. So we have traditional, I guess, foods, right? Every family has them. Maybe it's mac and cheese. Maybe it is green bean casserole. Maybe it is, I don't, I don't know. Every family is different. Depends on where you come from. In our family, it is typically mashed potatoes, stuffing, gravy, um, and my dad loves the green bean casserole. There are some things that you can win at, some things you can't win at, right? So what I say is I'm not a green bean casserole person, So, but I've heard that if you make it with fresh green beans, it doesn't taste nearly as good or it doesn't taste right. Maybe that's what I should say. Um, you may not be able to sway every single recipe on the menu to be done differently to accommodate everyone's flavor profiles. But what I would suggest is, you know, every year I offer to take on the vegetable sides, not the starch sides, the vegetable sides. And these are the things that I can do really well. They are the non-traditional pieces of the dinner, but it's usually some sort of salad. This year, I think we're going to go for a apple or pear, depending on if I can get local pears. I don't know if I'll be able to, but I will be able to get apples and radicchio and some of these more bitter frisset greens and things that are heartier in the colder weather that we can still get fresh. It's going to be like a nice dressing with it and some nuts on the side and like walnuts that we can get locally. That's going to be our salad. And then, and all of it will be locally sourced other than pieces of the dressing. So right there, that meal alone, just that side is about an 80-20. And then 
On the other side, I'm going to go and go to our farm and see what they have and just kind of like utilize it as inspiration for Thursday. And I don't really know what it will be, but it will be a pantry and locally sourced meal that will end up being an 80-20. And then we're providing the turkey as well, which you need to take out of the freezer. And it came from a local farm. So these things, like these are still traditional things. And also like I'm challenging the tradition, but we always have these vegetables on the side, right? But maybe just helping everyone around you subtly that you're celebrating these holidays with to subtly adjust these menu items. And maybe, you know, one year you are going to, there is the green bean casserole and you try making the green bean casserole normal and see, you know, I like with fresh ingredients and see what the difference is for everybody. Make it a game, make it fun. You know, I, there's ways to approach these things with family members who even believe in traditional things to just kind of rethink stuff. Because the beautiful thing about this holiday, even with if we still hold like all the colonial ideas with it, if we remove that, it came down to coming together to celebrating to the harvest. That was the intention of the meal. And there's ways to celebrate that. There's ways to approach that. And I think the best way that I can think of doing that in a way that brings reciprocity and connect connection to one another is by eating locally and from our farmers as much as possible to give that intention back into the community and then to ingest those wonderful flavors and to just, I don't know, there's something really beautiful about it. And so, and to share that idea with those around you in a way that doesn't feel like, you know, that it's judgmental or anything like that, but more about like, see how beautiful and wonderful these Brussels sprouts are. They taste way better than those ones that were at the grocery store. Don't you think? And I, I mean, I know that. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had tasted them side by side, but it definitely makes a difference. Same thing with potatoes and everything like that. And I don't know. There's ways that we can do this in a way that is really nice and comfortable and fun and just approachable. So I just wanted to bring that idea to you guys today and kind of give you these tips so that you could take them and along with you in your bags, wherever you're going or whatever you're doing, and to just kind of look and assess and say, how can I, you know, apply these things maybe to the next holiday dinner at Christmas or down the road. But if you guys want more awesome ideas, we actually have in a really good upcoming cooking class with Janine from Love and Lemons. If you don't follow Love and Lemons, you will want to. She actually has been giving amazing, amazing ideas for Thanksgiving right now. And her recipes are some of my favorite. They're simple, they're approachable, healthy, all of it. She just takes the crap out of everything and <laughs> keeps it down to the basics in a great way. And I love that. So easy to make local. She even talks about some of that. So both her books are amazing. So if you want to attend our class, which is December 8th, I have a link in the show notes and you can sign up 
we are donating all of the ticket price to Feeding America to help divert food waste and to feed more families in America right now. So this is a donation-based class. So it's um, a suggested donation of $10 for the class, but you can give more if you so want to. Like I said, 100% of the ticket price is going directly to Feeding America. So this is not for Janine and I. This is for Feeding America. We're doing it to raise money to divert food waste and feed more people uh, this holiday season and this next year. So I hope you join us because it's going to be really fun. She's going to help us think about how we can prep healthy food through this holiday window so that we can eat locally, seasonally, and with things that really feed us and to offset maybe some of the other things we can't control. So I hope you guys join us and can yeah, be a part of what we're doing. We send out the recipes ahead of time. If you cannot join, there's a replay and you'll get the recipe cards as well. So you'll have all the stuff as if you were there, whether you can attend on that date or not. So it goes out 24 hours after because that's always a big question. So yes, you will get a replay. Until then, my friends, I hope you have a lovely, relaxing time, however you decide to celebrate or relax, whatever it may mean. Until then, my friends, I'll see you out there. Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.